Hello and welcome back to Two Burnettes in Baltimore. I'm Lauren. And I'm Tara. And welcome back for another episode. Yeah, we have a special episode for you guys today, a special guest. So stay tuned. Yeah, that'll be a good one. (laughs) So how was your week, babe? It was good. It was good. We did, um, well, after last week's pod, we went to Mustang, or we tried going to Mustang Alley. But they were like, we're closing early yeah. today. And I was like, oh, and it's, geez. It's this like really cool old bowling alley. It's yeah. like, I don't even know. It's how old is it? It, it doesn't no look like bowling alleys nowadays. No, yeah. And it's right in Fells Point. So yeah. it's cute. Yeah. Um, but they were closing. So then we yeah. went to Top Golf <laughs> instead. Yeah. It was fun, though. It was. It was my first time. Yeah. It was hard. <laughs> it's hard. When it you is. First start. She, we, we walk in. She's like, so is it like mini golf? <laughs> I, I was like, it's definitely not. No. But I was like, wait, what is it again? But we managed. I it was, was like, good. full golf. I don't know how to yeah. golf. Yeah, no. it's like a driving range. It was um, fun though. I liked the fun. Angry Birds game. Yeah, that one was fun. Um, but yeah, but yeah, we did that, and then we went out on Saturday. Yes. We went to Maximone for dinner together. That was we so out. good, and the Spanish music and oh everything. Oh my gosh! Yeah, there was live music. Such vibes. <laughs> Such vibes. <laughs> what a vibe. Um, and then, yeah, since then, I've just been... Oh, I went to go meet my mom's cousin oh, and yeah. his family. Wait. So that was really fascinating. They just moved here from Iran. They got their visa. They waited 17 years what? to get their visa. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. Um, but it was really fascinating. Uh, they just got here... Uh, I guess they said it was six months ago now, but it doesn't feel that long. Oh, my gosh. Um, That's crazy. It was really interesting to hear a lot about Iranian culture and growing up as a girl in Iran. Mm -hmm. Um, His daughter's 26, so she's right around our age. She's so nice. She's so pretty and so funny. (laughs) But um, yeah, what was that like growing up there? Just very different, even down to like, you'd be surprised like hearing the different rules, but Mm -hmm. you know, people like students, it's all all boys schools and all girls schools. Like you can't be in the same Oh my gosh. School at all, like in the same building. Um, you can't have boyfriends. You can't, like, a girl can't walk outside with a man or a boy unless you're married. Wow. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah. So, like, if you're seen um, with, uh, if you're seen with a boy and the police will come up to you and call your parents and then you get in way more trouble by your parents. What? And as long as the girl gets in trouble, it seems. Yeah. But I don't really know. I've never experienced it. <laughs> Wasn't there like recently something that like people were like. Um, yeah, there was like a lot of demonstrations and protests and whatnot. Yeah. For, like, the, the government is just a little out of whack right now, but people are trying to stand up and get things right. And the economy is kind of going south. So they're just trying to like mm-hmm. fight for their country like. I guess kind of yeah. like we do, but yeah, yeah. Um, they were also trying. There was like a lot of demonstrations for wearing no hijab, right? Because didn't and, like a woman she yeah. went she didn't wear one, and yeah, then, and then she got in yeah. like killed and whatnot. But it's terrible, I know. Um, but yeah, it was really interesting. And the internet there, like, it's currently really spotty. Like the government turns it off, so you have to be on VPN to access certain things. Mm. Um, but no, like. Otherwise, very fascinating to hear the different yeah. stories. Like, even down to, I mean, like, you can't drink alcohol because it's haram. You can't mm-hmm. uh, dance, like, because it's haram. Because it seems like, I was asking What's my mom haram? About haram means, like, it's against their god. Like, it's it's oh. it's wrong. It's inappropriate. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was asking my mom about the dancing thing, and she says, well, it, like, the way she explained it to me so I could understand it was that it almost comes off as, like, the girl is trying to be flirty. Mm. right and 
like it's not really what you're no. doing but <laughs> like that's, that's you're not supposed to because you know you're supposed to be very conservative and mm-hmm. you know yeah but it was very wow. fascinating to hear the story she when did they me. come here six months ago oh my gosh yeah. what do they think about it if you like here um i was asking their culture shock so she speaks english and her mom and dad can understand but their english is um not as good as hers so it was really fascinating to hear what each person said um but she was really surprised by like one thing was her dad came and was in new jersey mm-hmm. and he had a new jersey driver's license at the time and he had he didn't pay a speeding ticket 30 years ago so when they went to go get their driver's license in virginia mm-hmm. they were like oh actually you have to go to court you have to go to new jersey and you have to settle this out oh my god even though it's been 30 years 30 years ago and it was like a 100 dollars fee that was it like a ticket fee you know oh um so that was really surprising um another thing she was very surprised that there were like gay flags like pride flags in the oh. church because oh that, yeah you know that's not it's not like that there yeah. um but she was so happy to see so many different people mm. walking around like she was yeah. like oh my god there's you know this culture and this culture it and is a people. melting pot it literally <laughs> is and so she was like you know amazed by it that's but, yeah, cool it was really awesome wow where'd you guys get brunch we j- they they made me persian food oh oh, spoiled oh. with it yum <laughs> it was so good yeah um but yeah it was nice. really nice yeah oh my gosh that's fun yeah how's work fun. been Work is slowing down, but, like, not really fully yet. Yeah. I'm still on a decent amount of projects, but... Okay. We'll see how it goes. Oh gosh, yeah, you said yeah. today you got a lot of stuff to yeah, do. Yeah, out of nowhere. Like, I thought I was going to have a chill day, and then everybody's calling me to get their work done. I was like, jeez. Oh, my gosh. But it was fine. Um, how was your night shift last night? It was good. It was actually yeah. good. All four of my patients were, like, really sweet. That's nice. Like... I loved all of them. Yeah. I like brought one of them to CAT scan by myself because oh. the like transport sometimes takes mm-hmm. forever and they're very backed up. So it yeah. just it's it takes too long. Wait, I found um, it interesting that in hospitals they do the scans at like random hours in the night yeah. for the people who are there overnight. Yeah, yeah they can like, like literally what? whenever. Yeah. Um, but they were waiting for this scan. It was like put in as stat. But oh. there's so many stat orders that yeah. they were literally waiting since like afternoon. Oh my gosh. Um, and then I got there and then they were like, the doctor was like, can you call CAT scan to like see if yeah. there's an ETA? Like I'll call too, but can you call first so that I'm not bothering them too? I'm like, you just yeah. want me to call. Yeah, right. Um, and then I ended up just taking her cause transport was going to mm-hmm. take too long. And, um, I was talking to her and it was funny cause that patient she said that she met her husband in baltimore because they used to oh, live in the yeah. city in fed hill oh. and they were like do people still go to mothers for game days yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> and it was How funny like 40 oh my gosh that's so funny um and then yeah it was i had some really nice patients and i got one of my patients a cookie in the middle of the night because oh. <laughs> she was like wanting chocolate so i was trying to find chocolate yeah in like a vending machine somewhere but all the vending machines have like fig bars oh, and like yeah. chips and like there was no chocolate yeah. so i found i got a chocolate chip cookie from subway because <laughs> it's open like 24 yeah. hours oh, in the so hospital sweet. But she was so excited when I brought yeah. it in because she was like hungry. She kept asking me for snacks, but yeah. we don't really have like uh, things other than like graham crackers yeah. and saltines Aww. and stuff. 
That's um, so sweet of you. But it was what fun. What a good nurse. No. <laughs> it was you really fun. You are the best. No, I'm not. <laughs> yes, you are. I'm no. You <laughs> Wait until you're minors and then it'll be game over. <laughs> Stop. Yeah, it was nice too because it was like just one night on. It's yeah. like it when when it's just one, it's just like. Yeah. no matter how it goes you're not back and it's just like 12 hours yeah. like i always say you can do anything for 12 hours right yeah so yeah, yeah that's pretty much it though it was good yeah, that's good what was your high i'd say my high was meeting my like my mom's family it was yeah. nice to like that's nice see that side of the family and kind of like welcome them here and learn mm-hmm. about their experiences yeah so your mom and everybody else hasn't like met them yet right she they've all met each other oh okay. or like my parents have met in them. the past yeah. though um but it was my first time meeting them so yeah. yeah oh my gosh yeah, it's good nice yeah low is probably the weather i'm shocked that <laughs> not it's the cold. weather again i know guys sorry sorry it's always <laughs> the weather but it's cold it is what happened it's cold now and it's gonna stay like this what um, well it looks like it is for the next for like, like the week like, okay yeah not oh, wait, like wait, I longer. think it's supposed to warm up, though. Really? I saw some 70-degree days. Oh. Hopefully it doesn't change. Oh, my gosh. Fingers crossed. I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. What was your high and low? High, I guess it was It was probably the fact that I had, like, a really good shift last night. Yeah. And I just felt like, you know, all four of my patients, like, I also felt like when it gets super crazy and, like, you have someone that you're, like, focused on, like, all night it's like you can't be with your other patients as yeah. much but I felt like I was like doing as much as I could for every patient mm-hmm. like I felt like every patient was getting like my best care last yeah. night so I felt good about that That's sweet. um and then yeah when I left they all were like really like appreciative and yeah. like they, all four of them were just so sweet Aww, um, that's so nice. yeah I, I really liked yeah. them like I wouldn't have been mad if I was working the next night yeah. <laughs> yeah. um but low, um, I guess I guess the weather. Yeah, I mean, I'm just, just gonna take it. It's cold. It's cold. <laughs> like I yeah. don't want to go outside. No, I don't either. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll have to get into it now. I know. We'll get into it. We'll see you guys back in one minute. Yep. <laughs> well, for you guys right now, but we're gonna go bring our guest in here. Okay, we're back, guys. <laughs> <And she's> here. <laughs> Hello, hello. I have Carolyn Suero with me, a.k.a. Mama Suero, <laughs> a.k.a. my mother and best friend. Hi, Hi everybody. <laughs> I'm so happy to be here. We're having her on this week as a guest, just to hear about her life and fun things that she Yeah, she's going to gonna tell us all the stories that, yes. <laughs> you know, maybe spill some beans, give us yes. the tea. <laughs> but yeah. where should we start? Should Let's we... kick it off with day one. Let's right. Day one. Yeah, birth. growing up, growing up childhood. <laughs> you yeah, know the yeah. deal, siblings. Yes. Okay, so how, how was it? Where where did you grow up? Where were you born? Where did you grow up? And how yeah. was life at that time? <laughs> well, I was born in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, because yes. my parents met in New Orleans, actually. My mom, Lauren's grandmother, grew up there. She mm-hmm. was a city girl. Yeah. <laughs> would ride the streetcar to school and all that good stuff. I love that. Um, and so I was born, my, my brothers were both, um, I'm the third child, so two mm. boys and then me, all born in Baton Rouge, and we moved to Highland Park, New Jersey, in, uh, when I was three months old. 
Oh, wow. Yes. So when I say I, I'm from Louisiana, <laughs> it's kind of ridiculous. I was only there for three months. But my dad um, had a PhD in economics, mm-hmm. and he got a job teaching at Rutgers. So awesome. that's what brought us to New Jersey. New Jersey. And Highland Park is the town over from New Brunswick where Rutgers is. It's a very cute, like, small, yeah. quaint town, I'd say. It was the best place to grow up. Like, absolutely. Yeah. I feel like you place. knew everybody and everybody just lived in that one little like yeah it, the loop. town was like one square mile they say and you could walk to your schools and um you know when I was growing up we didn't even lock our doors a lot oh, of the time awesome. we would leave the house with the doors unlocked um yeah so it was my graduating class was like 130 kids which I know wow yeah, yeah. Size yeah. Too, so you you can relate so yeah. you pretty much knew everyone yeah. and Actually, a lot of my classmates stayed in Highland Park and like, okay. raised their families there, which is like a testament to the kind of town it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but then when we moved to New Jersey, my sister was born. So there's four of us. Okay. And you know my sister. Yes. She was your teacher. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mrs. Barker. Mrs. Barker. Hello, Mrs. Barker. <laughs> she needs to be a guest, too. Oh, my gosh. That yeah. would be really yeah. funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, so, you, so you liked growing up in like a small town and... I did. It was it was really nice. It was we had um, a main street that ran through the middle of the town, and it was Raritan Avenue, but we called it the Ave or the <laughs> Avenue. Yeah. So you know, if you needed to go to the supermarket or you wanted to go, they, they had like a couple little boutiques when I was in high school that sold mm. clothing. So I would go once I started making my mm-hmm. own money. I would go and buy myself clothes or whatever. Oh, and That's so fun. Yeah, and like that is. My friends yeah. and I would hang out. It was just so easy because mm-hmm. when yeah. we didn't have our licenses yet. You could just so easily get to somebody's house because yeah. you could walk everywhere. It's so close. Yeah, so, that's yeah, nice. It was a great awesome. Town yeah. Speaking of like working and making your own money, do you want to talk about how you met my dad? <laughs> you mean daddy? <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah, so um, I, my first job, well, actually, I did do some babysitting when I was That's younger, true. like when I was 12, 13, 14, whatever. But my first job in a, with a, a real paycheck was working at Food Town, okay. which later became Stop and Shop. <laughs> okay. Um, so I was a cashier and I was 16. And um, so I, it was back in the days when there were no scanners and when you were a yeah. cashier. So, you know, Wait, you would, I don't know those days. <laughs> what was it? Yeah. So you would have to like each item had a price tag on it. OK. Like in the supermarket. Which so you just bizarre. typed it in. Yeah. So if it said like a dollar twenty nine, if it was like milk and it was like, you know, I don't even know what milk cost in those days. But let's say it was like, you know, two dollars and 19 cents. You would have to type in two nineteen dairy. Oh, wow. You know, for every single That's item. so time consuming. I know. Yeah. <laughs> but you like you get you, you would get fast at it. Well, yeah. Once you did it for a while yeah. or whatever. So, yeah, I never had a scanner like that. That's just not how it was. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, <clears throat> when I was working there, um, there was this really cute guy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, who also worked there, and he was a cashier also. <laughs> and some once in a while, I would be right next to him at the cash register, mm-hmm. right next to him. And wait, I need to get an image. So was this like grocery store big, or was it like a tiny little market? Um, not as big as the supermarkets are now. Okay, but mm-hmm. you know, not tiny, not okay. a little market. Yeah, it was, okay. it was. It was a. It was the supermarket in town. Okay, you know? got it. So, got it. <laughs> 
Yeah, and so he would be next to me sometimes, and I had to ask questions a lot because we had a little bit of training. You know, somebody mm -hmm. would spend like a couple days mm -hmm. with you to show you the ropes, and then you were like on your own. And you, I remember feeling like I don't know what I'm doing. So yeah, I would be, I would have to like ask somebody for help, and sometimes he would be right next to me, and I'd say, "Excuse me, <laughs> what is the number on the?" You know, yeah, and he was so nice, and. You know, he just always was like, made me feel comfortable and he helped me and he had this really big smile <laughs> and he was so cute. Like, I was like, oh, this guy is so cute. So anyway, I went home and I told my mom and she tells the story to this day that mm -hmm. I came home and said, there's this really cute guy at work. And she said she had to go into the supermarket to check him out. That is so she funny. She went. I love it. Yeah. And oh my she, God. And she said, she'll say to this day when she tells the story, she said, so then I had to go in and check him out. And she, boy, he was cute. She was right. <laughs> he was cute. <laughs> so anyway, one day, like at the end of your shift, you would have to take the till, like the drawer that had the money in it out and go into the, I forget what they called the room where you mm -hmm. count your, your cash and make sure everything added up correctly. And he he was getting off before me so he took his drawer out and he was walking past my register and he said i have enough money in this drawer to take you out for dinner tonight <laughs> <laughs> which was kind of cheesy because it's like it's not your money but yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Cute. and i and i was like oh my god i think he kind of likes me <laughs> so what i did this is the crazy part and lauren can't believe it i was like okay i have to make the first move on this guy. <laughs> oh, really? So, <laughs> so in those days, I don't even know if this exists anymore in any jobs, but we would punch a time clock, like an actual card yeah. that you would have to stick the card in mm -hmm. when you would come in and out. And I was like, I need to find out his last name. I knew his first <laughs> name was Felix, but I didn't know his last name. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I can look on his time card and I'll mm -hmm. know what his last name is. And so I got his last name and then... <laughs> But there's I'm no social media to look him up. <laughs> right, right. So here's where I make myself sound ancient. I looked him up in the phone book. <laughs> and I was like, this has to be him or whatever. And no, the crazy thing is there, <clears throat> he has a lot of family in the town where he grew up with the same last name. Mm -hmm. So I'm not even really sure how I figured out which number was his. I probably called yeah. multiple squares. Oh, because is it only the last name? There's no first name in the phone book? <laughs> is that no it's the whole name it's the name and the address and the phone number and everything okay so yeah so you did so. see felix in there no because it would have been under his parents oh, name. oh that's what you're saying okay yeah, yeah. okay so i was like i don't know if i called multiple numbers but in any case i got him on the phone Somebody answered first, and I asked for him, and then they got him on the phone. I don't know if it was one of his sisters is or Felix whatever. There? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the funny thing is, there was another Carolyn that worked at the. Oh my gosh! And she worked at like the like the customer service desk. She was a little older, you know. And so I said, "Hi, you know, this is Carolyn from Food Town, you know." And he said which one <laughs> and I, I don't know what I said how I answered I guess I said the cashier or whatever and he he told me like later on that he was like oh good <laughs> yeah yeah he was, happy, he was happy it was that that Carolyn or whatever that is so, so funny I don't even know what we talked about in that first call or like yeah what, what did I say like oh hi I'm calling you because I'm a crazy stalker <laughs> but so crazy. I guess shortly after that he asked me to go to the movies 
or no, that's not what happened. He one day I was getting off of work and he said, "Would you, do you want to ride home?" Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Okay," because it was like dark out, mm-hmm. and I had I would walk like to and from work because I could. It was mm-hmm. really close, and but it was yeah. dark, and I didn't feel the slightest bit like scared. Like, oh, this guy's gonna I'm gonna go in his car. I felt like so comfortable with him. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. But he just, just gave off those vibes. Yeah, <laughs> I just felt really safe and like it was fine and. So anyway, I, when I got in the car and he was like, well, do you, would you like to do something instead or whatever? And I was like, yeah. So we ended up going to the movies. Oh, yeah. do you remember what movie you saw? We saw Fright Night. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like, it was like a horror movie. I, I tell Classic. you, I didn't watch any of the movie because I think I was so nervous. <laughs> Plus there was a little kissing. That <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, so that was so your first kiss? Was at that first no, date? Well, our first kiss, not my oh, first kiss. No, no, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was our first kiss. Oh, when yeah. was your first kiss? <laughs> my first kiss. Now I'm getting paybacks because yeah. that was my question yeah. in the last pod. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was her question in that pod. My first kiss was, well, technically, I related to what you said mm-hmm. because you said it was like... Kindergarten, kindergarten. yeah. Yeah, so... <clears throat> There was this boy that lived around the corner from us, and actually, I'm still friends with him. And my son Evan knows him because he's in mm. like filmmaking, and Evan has worked with him on some films. <laughs> it and was stuff. him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, Lauren's like, oh no, that's funny. I was like five, and <laughs> yeah, and it's funny because I went to one of his movie premieres, and he he got up at the end like thanking all his family and friends that were there or whatever, and. I had no idea he was going to do this, but he's like, I have some people here that I, you know, from Highland Park that I grew up with or whatever. Even the girl that I had my first kiss with. He said that. <laughs> that is so up. funny. I was like, oh my God. But That's I don't really remember it too well. Like yeah. You yeah. I don't really remember, but I know it happened. Yeah. That's so funny. I don't think I had like a kiss in kindergarten or anything like that. <laughs> he also told me there was no Santa. So, you know, he was like, oh, oh, rude. He was a what little, the Santa's real. Little, so rude. but my real like first kiss with like a a boy that I liked was when I was 13 okay and I was about to say his first and last name (laughs) let's just say his name was Mike and uh, we were in the park yeah (laughs) we were like making up a different name (laughs) we were in the park there was a park that was really Mm -hmm. close to my house like that you could walk to and I don't know I guess we decided to meet there or something and we were sitting in this like gazebo or something like on a picnic table and I don't even know what we were talking about or whatever but he said do you mind if I French kiss you oh <laughs> yes you that did so funny you did tell me and this. I was like even at that age I was like you're not supposed to ask <laughs> yeah. yeah especially yeah. saying go for it yeah. especially with the word French in it. I mean do I you guess mind today, if I French I guess today's to, in today's day it is a good idea if you ask yeah, <laughs> yeah. but, but like, it was just so it made me if so, the vibes are right yeah. and you can tell you just you don't have to it. ask yeah. yeah yeah i remember just feeling like oh that's so awkward <laughs> but like we both had braces and it was just <laughs> it was rough that's funny so when you guys were younger because lauren and i were talking about in the last podcast like it was a big deal to give a hug 
yes. to a boy or something. Was it the same? It was like a huge deal. Like yeah. our friends would kind of be backing us up yes. and like making it happen more for and us. And once it, it happened, yeah. it was like, oh my God, it, you did it. Yeah, it like, was like yeah. you you guys a milestone. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, I think even even when I was even older than that, like even when I was yeah. a daddy, mm-hmm. I would say like, you know, the first time you hug somebody, especially if you you really like you're you, you know, you get those like butterflies. Yeah. It's like, you know, that physical. Yeah. Like, you're actually like, oh my God, I just touched him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, Alex texted me when she was listening and she was like, not the shout out of the hug with, and then she put the boy like the middle school's name. <laughs> that and is I was so like, funny. oh my God. Because there was two that she hugged and she was like, which one were you talking about? <laughs> you um, were like, oh. But yeah, that's, that's, I love hearing about you and, daddy <laughs> Let me say that. my dad um it was yeah. it was um you know it, it even though I was so young mm-hmm. and you know it it was definitely like head over heels like mm-hmm. falling for something and it's like the story really makes me want to fall in love you, again yeah I wish I could relive that feeling because it was just so it, magical it's yeah. also but, like amazing that it you know you're together like after all these years Mm -hmm. and like you met so young and that's just yeah it's um like I would tell my kids when they were younger like yes we met when we were so young or whatever but it doesn't always work out for Mm -hmm. people like we're the anomaly yeah (laughs) for that you know but um me (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah but you know it it and we did have a little hiatus yeah, <laughs> he's not gonna like this part. <laughs> there was oh, no. a hiatus. There was a hiatus. It was for about like a, a year. year. Um, he's actually the one who who um, made the hiatus happen. He broke oh no, my heart. Oh, big time. Oh no. Does he regret it? Um, yeah. Yes and no. I think he feels bad that I was so heartbroken. Mm-hmm. But then when we start talking about what happened during the hiatus, he gets mad and he says, "Not so, not so." <laughs> Because, of course, we both dated during yeah, that time. Yeah. So it was my whole senior year of high school that we okay. were together. And so, and are you guys the same age or different? No, he's four years older than oh, me. Okay. <laughs> which, which was Older also, man. Yeah. It's also, always got to be an order, older man. But yeah. you said that he thought you were young, or older and you thought he was younger. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember really thinking, like, how old is this guy? Like, for whatever reason, it didn't... I don't think I was really that concerned one way or the other, but he thought I was older than okay. I was. Yeah. And a lot of people used to say that to me. Like, my friend yeah. Jessica, my, my best friend from college, and we're still friends today, she used to joke around and say, you, you were, like, born 40. Because I just... <laughs> I always, my friends were older, yeah. always. Like, I just... You're just... You've always been really mature, too. I, yeah, I just... Well, I've only known you as an adult and my mother, but, like, yeah. from what I hear, like, you were. Yeah, so I think, you know, we were compatible, even though we were kind of... That mm-hmm. was a pretty big age difference. And t- in today's world, that yeah. would just be pretty scandalous. Like, yeah. a 20-year-old yeah. and a 16-year-old. So you were talking about, like, how you didn't really feel that age difference with daddy right like you just didn't because yeah. you felt you know yeah it, pretty it, mature it sounds like a big age difference and it is um but i don't know i guess it's i i girls mature faster mm-hmm. than boys yeah, that is definitely true and also yeah. like it's not a big age difference when you're an adult yeah it's yeah only when you're younger really right and so as time went on we got a little older it was less 
pronounced. And obviously mm-hmm. now it's a it's an ideal age difference. It's it's great. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Ideal. It is his birthday, isn't it? It is. It is. <laughs> so my mom sent me the Facebook post that you posted today and I was like, Aww. Oh, she's still so in love with him. How <laughs> sweet. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> you speak so highly of him all the time. Yeah. It's so sweet. He's he's You guys are really made for each other. Seriously. Yeah. I was talking about you guys to people at work because I was like, My mom's visiting and whatever and I was telling a couple of people at work about like his situation with the being in the wheelchair and like everything like because night shift you just get deep with people randomly (laughs) and you're like wait what am I saying (laughs) um and like one of the techs at work was like oh wow like are they still together how many like years have they been together and I thought about it and I was like it's 30 this month yeah 30 years we'll be celebrating our anniversary on May 29th wedding anniversary yeah Oh my gosh. So then how soon after you guys were like dating, when did you guys get married? We got married when I was 24 and okay. he was 28. So, I mean, that's a pretty long time yeah, to date. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's funny. I just thought of this right now and I don't know if I ever told you this, but at that time I worked with a family. I did respite with this, this little boy mm-hmm. who was on the spectrum and his mom was a social worker mm-hmm. and she did like marriage counseling and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And she said to me one time, I was working for them when I was like 22 or something. I was, I was still in college. It was before I graduated. And she was like, well, you know, they say the seven year itch, like if you're not, <laughs> if, if you're not engaged or married after seven years, oh. it's usually not a good sign. I remember her saying that oh, to me. No. And it was at that time, I guess, what's the math on that then? So you, that would have been like six Eight years. years. Or, or, oh, at that time. At that time, I guess. How old were you at that time? I think she was saying it to me when I was around 21 or 22, yeah. or something like that. But So five or six years. Yeah, and I was like, oh boy. So but, you got <laughs> married like eight years after you met, I guess. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so, and then we had Evan, um, like, we got married in May, and I got pregnant in December. Okay. Yeah, yeah, December, because I told him, I, I broke the news to him on New Year's Eve. Oh, oh my gosh, that's pregnant. so funny. I don't know yeah. if I knew that. Yeah, I New was, Year's. I, I had a feeling that I was pregnant, and I did a, I went and brought a, like, a home pregnancy test, and it was, like, during the middle of the work day, I took the test. Yeah. And then I waited for him to come home, and I gave, I had a card. It was, like, a New Year's card, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I got you, like, a little something for New Year's or whatever, and I gave it to him. <laughs> Oh, I don't know what God. I wrote in it, but I, I think I said something like, this year is going to be whatever, like Whoa. just a, a, a really unique year. And he was so happy. Oh, I, oh, I, I love I, it. I cried. Yeah. And, I, it, I and they, were, gonna... they were fearful tears, not happy. Yeah. Like, I was so scared because... I was going to ask you, like, what what is that feeling like right when you find out, like, you're pregnant? And like, it, do you feel like your life flashes before your eyes? <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, it, my experience was really different with mm-hmm. both times. Like the diff- the two different times I found out I was pregnant. The first time, we weren't exactly planning to get pregnant that mm-hmm. early. We weren't like trying not to. But yeah. It was like seven months after we we got married, mm-hmm. we got pregnant. It was like, I don't know if I'm ready to do this yet. You know? <laughs> yeah. It yeah. was scary. And I remember my friend Jessica. The same one that said that I'm, I've always been like, I'm 40 or <laughs> she, she, I was on the phone with her and I was like, oh my God, I'm scared. And she said, 
you know, there are a lot of surprises in life, but this is a good one. Like, yeah. you know, basically get over yourself. You'll be fine. <laughs> and, and then I was fine. I was yes. really excited. But then when I found out I was pregnant with Lauren, we were going through like fertility challenges. Mm-hmm. So it was like when I found out I, I was ecstatic. Yeah. You know, it was yeah. like there was, we were just dying. Because you guys were child. trying for like years, right? Yeah. Like we were ready to have another child when Evan was like three. Okay, and we didn't have they're six years apart so it was a long time yeah so but it was it was it was so exciting (laughs) two miracle babies (laughs) so fun yeah Yeah, and you know we're you know we're just so fortunate because they're the best kids you guys are the best parents though (laughs) like really like I feel like so lucky just to grow up with like the most amazing family and like I don't know I just never have had to worry about anything or it's nice (laughs) Uh, are you gonna cry I think you have that same thing I do I always say like we have a very similar family life and when I got to meet you guys all at Tortugas and we went to dinner I told my like I, I literally sat down and talked to my parents for like an hour it's like we are just two lucky girls to have such amazing parents and parents who really cultivate a really good family life yes and take care of us and make sure that we're going to be okay and you know brought us up to be very young amazing professionals yeah but it's amazing i'm not gonna cry no right (laughs) (laughs) and i feel like and i feel like for us like our best friends are our moms yes and not everybody gets that experience but to have a mom who's your best friend is oh my god what i never thought i'd tear up on the pod (laughs) no literally though it's amazing (laughs) it's the best thing in the world (laughs) you know what's 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 so special is that you both you both recognize that yeah like you're young and 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 to have that um that appreciation Mm -hmm. like you've both said in the last uh, episode (laughs) that you had great childhoods yeah Yeah, we did like Like, we couldn't pick a memory no right like there's just the whole thing some people don't come to that realization Mm -hmm. until they're you know 30 40 and older like their parents are older Mm -hmm. right right and or you know sometimes what makes people realize it is when there, you know, you have your own children. Yeah. So, like, yeah. you know, sometimes people don't appreciate their parents mm-hmm. until you, you become a parent yourself. Mm-hmm. But it's so nice that you you both and have just that like, level of under, like just appreciation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? It really just like family is the most important thing it to is. me, and I feel like that is just it. It's just kind of what leads me to like everything I do in life. Right. I feel like yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, it, if if there was one thing that we tried to instill in our kids, and I think your parents did the same mm-hmm. to you, is like nothing in life matters more than your relationships. Yeah, mm-hmm. like your friends, your family. Like, you know, yes, a job is important, and it's a means to an end. You have to have it in order yeah. to survive. And you're lucky if you do something you love. Mm-hmm. And you know there's all kinds of other things in life that are that bring value to your life but mm-hmm. your relationships are the most important thing mm-hmm. you know right. and so if you don't put time into those relationships and like treat them as yeah. valuable then like what are you doing why, why are what's we here point? yeah it's yeah. a point of life you know and yeah so so like i'm proud of my kids because of what they've 
become and mm-hmm. how, what they've achieved in their lives in terms of jobs and school and all those things. But that's that's secondary to like my pride for them in mm-hmm. terms of what they know about life and 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 the things they but we value. just learned that from you guys like yeah, you guys were say, such role models right. for us like, like did you feel you like you were teaching lessons being a mom or were you just trying to you know act it out like present it be a leader yeah. by showing i think when when your kids are younger you're so caught up in the day-to-day craziness like mm-hmm. you're sleep deprived and mm-hmm. you're running from you know point a to point b constantly and you're you know getting your career off the ground and you're trying to make ends meet and pay bills and your car breaks down and so you're not really making like necessarily like conscious lessons like conscious effort to give lessons Mm -hmm. but you are role modeling yeah Yeah. your whole life without realizing it Yeah. yeah like your kids are looking to you and, and they're going to pick up on the good, bad and the ugly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. you have to kind of be aware <laughs> when you get older, like when your kids get older and they get to a point where they start to ask questions, mm-hmm. like, why did you, t- why is this? And why is, you know, then you can That's start to when impart you can... those lessons because you could take a step back and actually have a conversation. You're not like, yeah, we got to get to soccer. <laughs> we got to get to dance you know, or whatever. Yeah. But we had a lot yeah. of our, our longest good, best talks on the way to those things like yeah. dance competitions. true dance competitions and everything. how was it being a dance mom <laughs> what was your experience i loved it like some some i know like there's this sort of like what's the word just stigma yeah yeah stigma of like the dance mom who's just like almost like a stage mom yeah, yeah. just that's not you yeah that you were just like there and you were so helpful I just, but i just loved just... to watch lauren dance i loved Aww, it so much yeah, that's because so sweet. Yeah. i know i'm biased but i just felt like she was <laughs> such a beautiful dancer yeah and i just loved it so much and i I know I'm biased, but I, I also <laughs> and, think it's a fact. And it was it was always so nice because my dad would go to like everything, and that oh. is not like most of the dads like didn't really go. Like, that is so it, sweet. You only saw like the few dads that yeah. were like consistent. Yeah, um, he and went to every dance competitions are hard to go to because you're there for so All long. Day, waiting, like Friday, Saturday, waiting, Sunday. Waiting. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we both liked it. Yeah. You know, we would watch the dances and kind of you know size up the, the competition, <laughs> the competition. Yeah. oh that was fun i missed yeah. that time so what was it like like having a daughter doing dance raising a daughter versus raising a son like with everything that evan had in his so, life <laughs> evan was you know they, you, you were two very different kids like very different personalities you know he was the one who you know he would get he would want to come and sleep in our bed at night because he mm-hmm. would be scared, and he would, oh, you know, he would, you know, um, you know, he was very rambunctious. Like they say, boys are like a little more hyper. Like yeah. he was always like bouncing off the walls. <laughs> we would go to a restaurant, and he would just not be able to sit still, and and you know, we would have to like bribe him you know, with the food <laughs> and stuff like that to yeah. sit still. So you know, and we were younger and inexperienced and mm, and, and tired and and all those things by the time you came around we 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 had it down yeah you know? <laughs> and and evan was really great too because the 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 one nice thing about having the age difference between the two kids was that 
he was old enough to mm-hmm. like he would hold you and he would he Aww. would you should tell play with you. tell the story of what he said when I was born. <laughs> oh yeah, so when she when I was still in the hospital after she was born, Felix went home, mm-hmm. you know, it was like after she was born and I was all settled in the room and I was going to go to sleep or whatever. Mm-hmm. He went home and he said, "Okay, I'll be back in the morning and mm-hmm. bring Evan." Turns out he had pink eye that day. Oh, Evan did? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and the pediatrician was coming in to see you because they come in to see the newborn baby yeah. and check the baby over. Well, you know that. <laughs> um, and I was like, I think we called her and we said, since you're coming to see the baby, can you also take a look at Evan? Because we think he has pink eye. Yeah. You know, and it was this whole thing. But anyway, he, he had pink eye, I think the day, the first day he came. Maybe it wasn't the first day he came. It might have been the day I was going home. So okay. it might have been like the next day. In any case, when he came and he met Lauren, he sat in the chair in the hospital room <laughs> and we, we let him hold her and he, and we have it on video and we, we, we tease him about it. We like, we, we imitate him <laughs> to this day. He said, I love this baby, baby, baby. <laughs> yeah. And so now cute. Evan's having his own baby. No, how crazy. So what is that like feeling yeah, like becoming a grandma I was, talking like, I was talking about this with my coworkers last yeah. night i don't know why we were getting deep <laughs> during work but this was like 2 a.m in the lull like of night shift yeah and they were like because the one tech is a, a grandmother and she was like there's nothing that compares to the love for like a grandchild like because it's like your child who you yeah. love so much is having their own like i can't even Right. That must yeah. be crazy yeah. for you. People say that a lot. Like, because yeah. I have a couple of coworkers that have grandchildren already or just friends or whatever. And they say that. Yeah. And I can't quite understand it yet. Yeah. And I, I know that it's just like I didn't understand mm-hmm. the love of your own child yeah. until I had one. And I, like, I'll say to Evan now yeah. and Kayla, you know, you won't even just just yeah. just wait <laughs> your eyes are really in for some, something you yeah. know like you just Aww. don't even know and so and people say that to you when you're before you have your own children mm-hmm. and then once you do you realize it and i, I realize that it's going to be the same mm-hmm. sort of thing with with the grandchild yeah. uh, i'll say stuff about the baby all the time like to 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 my husband and he'll be like you do realize it's not your baby right <laughs> this is their child yeah. i'm like but it no. is <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I feel like mothers always have the motherly instinct, though. Also, just like they just were talking about this on Giggly Squad, how like moms just know everything. Like, literally, Mm -hmm. like to this day, if anything comes up and I'm like, I have a question about it or I'm like anxious or stressed, I just call you and you're either you like give me the answer, your opinion, or you just say, like, yeah, like you're going to be fine, or I yeah. agree, and I'm like, okay, I'm fine now. Yeah. But only after you say it. <laughs> okay. Even, so even true. if I know something in the back of my mind, I'm like, let me like double check with my mom. Yeah. You it's know, very true. Crazy. What's funny about that, I know you said like, mom, you, pe- women have like the motherly instinct yeah. or whatever. I think when you first become a mom, it's, 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 I use the saying, the saying a lot in like work and different things in life, fake it till you make it. True. And it really is fake it till you make it Mm -hmm. when you first become a parent because you have no idea what you're doing. I mean, I had my mother nearby, Mm -hmm. so I had her support in like, so, but yeah, you're just figuring stuff out as you go along. So I'm glad that, you know, it looked 
Like it was, <laughs> legit. It worked out. It worked out. Like so I know what you're <laughs> I feel like I know what I'm doing now, but it yeah. took a long time. No, yeah. you definitely do. It's it's crazy to me. I can't even imagine what it's like being like a mom. But yeah. I'm like, and also as a mom, there's so many stages. Like from newborn yeah. to toddler, like then they're growing up as kids. And then teenager, I feel like is a whole nother thing. Yeah. And then you become a young adult and you yes. know where we're at now. I know. Yeah, you know, it's, crazy. it's people always say and you guys know this to some degree in your young lives too, that time goes so fast, right? You, you mm-hmm. It's flying by. Yes. Right. <laughs> like how quickly college went yeah. and yes. things like that. But people, you know, when I first had my kids, people would say, enjoy it now because you're going to blink and they're going to be adults and out of the house or whatever. It's so true. Mm-hmm. Like when you're in the midst of it and you're sleep deprived and you're, kid is not going to sleep and they're crying and they're you know and you're you're exhausted because you're working and trying to make you're thinking I can't do this another day sometimes you get to that point but then all of a sudden you're like can I have it back (laughs) yeah (laughs) you know and I remember when I was first working I where I work now I've been there almost 24 years and when I first started working there there was a woman that I worked with who was older than me and Mm -hmm. her kids were like like in their twenties mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I, and, but my kids were young. Like you weren't even born yet when I started working there. And yeah. she saw me doing the running around and the driving and carpooling and all that stuff. And she was like, just enjoy it now because you're going to miss it one day. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to miss this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but now I get it. You yeah. know, it, it's, but I mean, I wouldn't trade for the world that like my kids mm-hmm. have both, you know, grown into independent human beings right you know and they they have lives of their own I think a good kind of segue is like you were talking about work we kind of start getting into like what you do for a living and everything and sure I don't know (laughs) I know you're always working so I don't know if you want to talk more about work no no. (laughs) no I mean so I work in nonprofit leadership um I've been in the same basically the same field since I graduated college um, actually since before I graduated college. So I mentioned mm. earlier that I was doing respite before I graduated with a What is young respite? Respite is just like, you know, literally it means like a break. So it's just, it's a, it's a more professional way to refer to like babysitting oh. for a child. In this case, it right. was a child. Mm-hmm. I started working with that boy actually when he was six months old. And I was 14, I was in high school and it was just a regular babysitting job. Mm -hmm. They didn't know at that time that he was on the spectrum, Mm -hmm. you know, he was just developing. And, and in fact, I think when he got to be like 18 months, he was, he was, he had some words, he was Mm -hmm. developing, you know, typically. And then by the time he was like two and a half, they, he stopped speaking, you know, and, and all of that. And, and, um, so when I was in college, his mom reached out to me and she said, you know, this is what's going on. Would you be mm. willing to come and do some respite with him? And I was like, yeah. So I did that. And then um, I was studying psychology and I was looking for a job that was relevant to what I was studying. And then I started working in a group home with adults with mm-hmm. intellectual and developmental disabilities. And I had a little experience with mm-hmm. this babysitting job, yeah. respite, as he got older. And, um, and I mean, that's what I've been doing ever since. I mean, I've worked my way up in the field, you know, I, I did direct care. 
I was a manager of a group home when I first graduated. When I first graduated college, I was 22 years old. I was the manager of a group home and wow. supervising like a staff of like maybe 15. That's crazy. And it was it was totally yeah. crazy. Talk about <laughs> fake it till you make it. Seriously. I was supervising people that yeah. were older than me and I didn't know what I was doing. Um, but I, I guess I just, I you know, I figured it out and I every job I've had, Mm-hmm. in life even mom I've just tried to do my best mm-hmm. you know and, yeah. and that's what I did I just gave it my all and uh, I kind of moved my way up in that first agency that I started at I was assistant director then director and then then I left and went to the agency that I'm at now so I really have only worked at two companies that's my whole cool. year, like eight years at one and now mm-hmm. almost 24 at the next mm-hmm. and now I'm a V my position is vice president of admissions and development so I do wow. like admissions and fundraising I so much so much mm-hmm. like this woman is literally <laughs> working like 24 a superhero yeah <laughs> I you know I my you know I feel like you know when to take breaks now but like it's just it you know you do a lot like your job is so much more than anyone I feel like could even know like I feel like you do like so many different things it's not just like one thing yeah um, I mean it's it's a it's and a you hard supervise field. people which is hard too right um right but yeah <laughs> yeah it's a challenging field because we're always sort of um like fighting for funding and <laughs> Mm-hmm. and you know and and just the nature of what we do is difficult because we're dealing with human lives and mm-hmm. families that love these people and yeah. you know and all of that but um but yeah I mean it's it's interesting because I had no idea when I got into the field of disabilities that disability would impact my own family right at right. one point mm-hmm. yeah it's a different type of disability but nonetheless like mm-hmm. it it it's interesting how that happened yeah you, know? you didn't even know mm-hmm. but i mean every everybody at some point is gonna have something yeah right and oh yeah. yeah like i forget who told said this to me one time but like the turn the, the the phrase that everybody's only temporarily abled Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're all going to have a disability yeah. of some sort yeah. in our lives. At some you know, point. hopefully it will be, you know, something that we can cope well, well right, with. Right, right. But, right. yeah, so anyway, that's yeah. good. Interesting. That was yeah. a good good explanation, yeah. though, I feel like of everything. Like this, like, <laughs> <laughs> playing, watching tennis or something. So you were saying how you never know when disability is going to affect your own family, and I know mm-hmm. that your husband and your dad <laughs> has gone through some things. Do you want to touch on it a little bit? And give us a little backstory and what it was like, you know, kind of becoming caregiver and taking care of your husband because it's been mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, and I'm sure it's been a, a journey and different feelings and mm-hmm. things yeah. going on through the whole time. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, so when we were first dating, I remember we went to this, I don't know if I ever even told you this, we went to this little park that was near the, the river dorms at Rutgers. And he <laughs> lived in the river dorms when he was at school so mm-hmm. it was like a really nice summer night and he had this, I think I remember this he had this like <laughs> mesh like I don't know like a like a basketball kind of yeah. top on or whatever <laughs> and he was he was playing basketball mm-hmm. and I was watching him just like shoot baskets or whatever and that was the first time I realized that he had some sort of health problem mm-hmm. because he had a very big scar down his back his mm. whole back and I was like what happened to you you know why, why do you have that scar and he was like I remember vividly that he was sort of like 
he didn't really want to tell me like almost like he was afraid that if he told me that I would not like him or something. Mm -hmm. It was, I, mm -hmm. I remember that distinct feeling. Mm -hmm. Um, and he said, I had a tumor in my spine and you know, I had surgery or whatever, but he really tried to downplay it. Mm -hmm. So anyway, he had at that time he was 20, 21 or whatever. But when he was like 14 or 15, he started having a lot of back pain um, he was not able to sleep lying down. It was very painful. Oh, he wow. was sleeping in a chair for like six months. His mm -hmm. mother took him to the doctor and the doctor said it's growing pains. So they just didn't realize what was going on. Mm -hmm. His mother brought him to the Dominican Republic, which is where he was born and their family's from. And that's where he was diagnosed oh, wow. correctly, which is yeah. kind of, you know, surprising. Yeah. yeah. Um, but um, anyway, a surgeon there did the first surgery to remove the tumor, but they couldn't really get all of it. And it's, it's a very risky surgery. And then they ended up sending him to a neurosurgeon in New York. I think you talked about this. this yeah. Mm -hmm. He had like the top neurosurgeon yeah. in New York. And he was, he was like, he was a pediatric neurosurgeon, right? right. But he continued to do surgery on my dad when he was already past like oh, the wow. peds age because he was just he was that. like 30 when he did like or something like that when he did but he was just surgery. that kind of guy right yeah. like he was yeah. just a really upstanding person he was like featured in you know like different what was his name again his name was fred epstein mm -hmm. um he passed away unfortunately he um he ended up getting like melanoma um. and first he had a bike accident and got brain injury from it oh, no. and then he developed melanoma and it was just so sad when we learned that he died because he was so he was such a a, an important person mm -hmm. in our lives because mm -hmm. he was the person that gave me like solace and hope that mm -hmm. we're going to mm -hmm. be okay. You know? yeah. yeah. Because I remember the first time I was with him because so just to explain, he had, has had to have multiple surgeries on his back because this okay. tumor would grow back and mm -hmm. they would have to, and it was benign. It was never cancer or whatever, but um, they would have to go in and, and, and repeat the surgery. And mm -hmm. the first time I was with him for one of the surgeries we went into this doctor's office. It was in Manhattan, you know, and he was so kind and so nice. He had these like cowboy boots. Oh and yeah. Scrubs, and <laughs> he he was just so sweet. Mm -hmm. And you know, he was just, he would like hug me and he would say, it's going to be okay. This mm -hmm. is never going to kill him. Yeah. This is not going to kill him. This is just like, it's going to be a challenge, but you're going to be fine. And, and it was so important for me to hear because I was like a I was not that much older than you guys, really, when you think about it. Yeah. Going yeah. Through something like that. It was yeah. really scary. And, and the surgeries would be really long, and I'd be in the waiting room hours and hours, mm -hmm. not knowing what's going on and stuff like that. So it was, it was scary. But um, so over time, af after multiple surgeries, it came to a point where it just did more and more nerve damage because mm -hmm. you can't keep going into the spinal cord yeah. and, and, you know, manipulating the spinal cord and mm -hmm. not expect there to be damage so in 1998 well before that <laughs> let me back up we got married in 1993 at that time he was he had had been walking with one cane then his it started getting even more difficult walking so he had two canes during mm -hmm. our wedding mm -hmm. so and it was I remember feeling like so scared like the day of our wedding like when he would be walking like please don't fall mm -hmm. or you mm -hmm. know it was just it was a little stressful um, that was in 93 and then in 98 he had a surgery because we went to see the doctor and they said mm -hmm. oh my gosh you're really struggling to walk mm -hmm. like 
why aren't you using a wheelchair? And I remember thinking like, oh my God, they think he has to be in a wheelchair. Yeah. And, you know, and so they said, we're going to do surgery. Let's see if we can like clean out some scar tissue and whatever, and maybe it'll improve. Unfortunately, it did the opposite. And um, I think he had the surgery in September, but by November, he was not able to walk anymore. Oh, wow. So that was November of 1998. So it's been over 20 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and Lauren has never known her dad mm-hmm. walking. Yeah. You know? yeah. Evan did. So, like, normal to me, yeah. him in a wheelchair, like, riding on his lap, like, in the wheelchair <laughs> when I was little. Oh, that's stuff. so cute. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's crazy. I thought it was, like, early 2000. I didn't know it was 98. So this is why, this is what played into all the fertility issues, because when, like, he's paralyzed, and Mm -hmm. it's just, it was hard for them to have, yeah, but continue. (laughs) Yeah, so, and when um, Evan and Kayla recently got married, and I gave, like, a little, like, a little toast or whatever, and Mm -hmm. I talked about Evan riding on Daddy's lap to the the bus stop for kindergarten or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, because that was just what he did all the time you know but he would say sometimes he would say you know he if he would see like a dad like with a with a baby and holding the the kid up here or you know on the shoulders or whatever he would like talk about how he wished he could do those things and stuff like that you know but you know and and so there are things that he hasn't been able to do but he's been a stellar dad. I feel like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I feel like he's every done way. everything. He's the yeah. best dad. Yeah. He, like, dry. like, I feel like people also don't realize sometimes when they're not, like, close to somebody like that or they don't know that, like, how much those people that are paralyzed can do. Like, mm-hmm. he drives, he uses hand controls, like. He's always worked, you know, and, uh, and not worked. to disparage people who you know, go on disability and they can't work because sometimes it's just a thing. But for him, it was important to keep working. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, he also did like wheelchair sports. Um, he did wheelchair tennis for like years and we would do tournaments around the country. Like we would go to Mm -hmm. like, um, where did we, where did we go a lot? Um, why can't I think of the name? It's like slipping my mind, the Amish country. Oh, (laughs) Lancaster. Yeah. 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 Lancaster. And like, I remember all those tournaments. Delaware, Maryland, yeah. Yeah. Florida, you know, right? Florida, Baton Rouge, like, <laughs> where I was born. Yeah. You know, he traveled a lot mm-hmm. for, he did basketball first mm-hmm. and that was, kind of, you don't really remember it's that too much because you were little. I mean, it is more rough. It was, um, than yeah, tennis. that was really rough. I would be, like my kids always joke around because whenever <laughs> something happens, like if somebody falls, like, and it could be the, the most gentle mm-hmm. fall, I, I gasp, like, yeah, really loudly. Yeah. Like, I'm always a gasper. <laughs> like, I'm just always, I always freak out when something happens. And when they would be doing basketball, some of the guys would get flipped out of their wheelchairs onto the ground. Yeah. I would just oh be like, my gosh. freaking out. Yeah. yeah. But then so, they'd like push themselves back up and you're yeah. like, oh my God. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, but he, he really has done everything in yeah. my eyes. Like, I don't see him being, like, disabled by his disability. Like, I just, yeah. I don't, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like he's done everything that I would think mm-hmm. my a dad does, you know. Yeah, you know, one thing that ha- has happened a few times to me over the years, like, throughout our, like, marriage or whatever, is people will say to me, wow like you're really like you're really dedicated that you've that you're with him and that and i'm like i would get really offended yeah like why wouldn't you i would be like also like he's your rock you always say and it's not like i mean obviously you're his rock too but you need him as much as he needs you yeah Yeah. absolutely and i've had my own health issues and and he's you know and so it 
it's just when you get married, they say in mm -hmm. sickness and in health, right? And if you really love somebody and they're your family and you have kids with them and you're, they're your best friend and that's pretty much yeah. how we are, it's just, you just, you would never think like, yeah, you well, don't think I'm twice th about it. Right. right. Yeah. It's not, you know, so I can just remember, and I'm sure it's an innocent comment when mm -hmm. people say that, like mm -hmm. they, they admire you for your like, mm -hmm. you know, dedication to another person, but it's right. like, what, well, well, what do you think I'm going to do? Yeah. yeah. What's the <laughs> other option? Like, right. Um, also like he's always been super independent. Like, he really doesn't never really needed any like caretaking or help um more right. recently like when things can't come, have come up in recent years in the hospital and stuff mm -hmm. um but like he does it all i feel yeah. like <laughs> yeah like people will come up to him if he's like in the supermarket or whatever and he's trying to get something from a shelf that he can't reach or whatever and they'll say do you need a hand? And he'll say yes like he's mm -hmm. not too proud to say like yeah can you help yeah. me you know <laughs> yeah. but but unless he really needs it he he won't ask for it yeah or, you know expect it because he's just he he likes to do stuff for himself yeah yeah mm -hmm. so you know and i guess part of my upbringing like we're talking about how you guys were raised mm -hmm. i was raised the same way yeah. like my mm -hmm. my dad had health problems a mm -hmm. lot throughout my life and my mother had to step up to the plate mm -hmm. you know and you know be there for him and advocate yeah. for him. And I really learned that from her because like there would be times where, you know, she, he'd be, my dad would be in the hospital and mm -hmm. there, like there would be like some error with his medication or there would just be the doctor wasn't coming or there, you know, and my mother would be, you know, asking, but she was also very good to yeah. the nurses. Like she'd bring them cookies. That's like how my dad was when <laughs> my mom yeah. was in the hospital. Yeah. 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 I like, mean, you know, it's one thing to, to expect good care for your loved one, but it's also another mm -hmm. thing to like appreciate the nurses yeah. and the, care, mm -hmm. the care that the good care that your loved one does get. But mm -hmm. I've had to many, many times yeah. when he was in the hospital, speak up for him mm -hmm. because he's, He's never going to complain because he's, like, he's so just like not he's not too nice. He's just I mean, he is the nicest person <laughs> um, and he just doesn't he feels bad. Like he doesn't want to make anyone feel like they're not doing their job mm -hmm. or like. Right. I don't know. He like he just he isn't. Doesn't, he doesn't want them to feel yeah. bad or to. You know, he appreciates that it's a mm -hmm. hard job and things like that. But but you are like truly his biggest like advocate. Mm -hmm. And like I, I witnessed that a lot like a couple years ago when he was in the hospital and that was great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and that's how Lauren ended up deciding to become a nurse. Yeah. Like she mentioned Crazy. on one of the yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Definitely. But interesting. But you also, Tara, can relate to some of this stuff. Yeah. Yes. Definitely not Definitely. the same. I remember my mom. Um, when she was telling me a little bit about you guys and mm -hmm. you know, this is Lauren and here's her family and <laughs> She mentioned that your dad was in a wheelchair, but mm -hmm. she didn't know why. Yeah. And so when I asked about it, I was learning about it. And then when my mom was in the wheelchair for a little bit, I was like, oh, like, this is so different. Mm -hmm. And I was like, we're going to get you out of it because she can get out of it. Yeah. Right. And that's the amazing thing is, you know, there's disabilities in different ways, but people are going to be able right. to do different things. Mm -hmm. She hated the dang wheelchair. <laughs> she was like, I can't stay in it. But I remember being like, okay, but this is part of our life for right now. Like, let's yeah. figure it out when it can happen. Um, but yeah, you just kind of go with the flow. Like, when things happen, yeah. you 
take a leap of faith and hope for the best. I remember when like my dad is the very chill one, kind of like your dad, I'm assuming. Um, And he's not the one with like the loud voice to advocate, but Mm -hmm. he did when this happened. It's typically my mom. It was never him. And he did when this happened. And I remember a couple Mm -hmm. times where I was like, Oh my gosh, like is this my dad? (laughs) I remember you were telling me about that because you like saw him do that in the hospital. Yeah. He was never like, yeah. I was like, is Um, this my dad? (laughs) Um, but no, and, you know, I think that he was a really good representation of in sickness and in health, and he's been there for her since yeah. it all happened and really stepped up in the ways that he can. That's amazing. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, you really do just love the person you're with, like, and, and that's how it has to be. This is why, like, family, like we were talking about yeah. earlier, is so important. Also, I feel like just both of our families having these, like, health things come up in different mm-hmm. ways, like that makes you appreciate family even more exactly like just growing yeah. up with mm-hmm. a situation like that um yeah it just yeah. shows you like how important it is to have like people in your life yeah mm-hmm. yeah and how like fleeting life is like right you, you just you have to appreciate what you have mm-hmm. because you, mm-hmm. you never know i mean we're lucky that this tumor is was benign yeah, yeah. your mom's lucky that she it's you know, here. She's <laughs> yeah. here. You know, she's yeah. survived yeah. a really traumatic event and she's, she's doing well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? yeah. And, and so it's, but if, if anybody who could kind of sit back and say like, oh, wow, that's you and I'm me, mm-hmm. we're mm-hmm. all going to have something like this at some yeah. point. Yeah. It's just what it is. Like mm-hmm. you're, you know, as we age, you know, right. stuff happens. So, yeah. And you never know what somebody else's family is going through. That's very That's what true. I realized because I felt like I was so in this rhythm of like, let's get to the next point of life. Let's, you know, let's keep moving mm-hmm. forward and work, work, work and, you know, kind of chase those dreams. But then I like when this happened, I literally on the train ride home the day it happened, I was like, oh, my gosh, you have no clue what anybody's mm-hmm. going through. And it could be the norm of your family, but you really don't know how the family was affected. Yeah. Right. Like your right. family doesn't. My family doesn't look like yours. Yours doesn't look like the next person's and so on. So I was just saying like, you know, there's that saying that you, we should all be kind to each other because you really never know what somebody Mm -hmm. is going through. And, you know, I think throughout my life, there have been times I've been at work or I've been in different situations where I didn't share some of the stuff Mm -hmm. that was going on at home and, Mm -hmm. and the people who were kind to me, not knowing, and they weren't they were just being kind because that's who they were. Mm -hmm. I really remember those people, Mm -hmm. you know, and Mm -hmm. that's very true. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I wanted to ask like for the last kind of to close it out, if you have like one piece of advice, yeah, just like your biggest, maybe, I mean, no pressure, (laughs) but just, you know, if you have like a piece of advice for everybody listening out there, just what you've learned in life. So far. I guess probably the biggest one that I would say, and I don't always follow this myself, <laughs> to be completely honest, but I know it's important, is not to compare yourself to other people. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys have said that before. I feel like you might have. Yeah. My mom tells me this every day. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I mean, nobody's perfect. And, mm-hmm. you know, you, you, you don't need to be the prettiest, the smartest, mm-hmm. the most successful, the mm-hmm. biggest paycheck. None of that mm-hmm. really matters. Mm-hmm. Like what matters is the people in your life. Mm-hmm. And cause even you know, those the, people you might compare yourself to yourself to, like they might not even have the perfect life. Like you might yeah. think they do. Right. Mm-hmm. That goes right. back to, you don't know what someone's going through and everything. Right. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. and and in today's world with social media media and everything, it, it always looks like somebody's life is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, they're taking pictures in these beautiful places <laughs> and they're getting to travel and they're doing all this stuff, but that person could be going mm-hmm. through a very, very difficult time. So yes. um, you know, it it like I just think like be good to yourself mm-hmm. and you know. Yeah. Treat yourself kindly and mm-hmm. treat other people ki- with yes. kindness. I mean, yeah. that's just, it's, you know, treat people like you want to be treated. It's yeah. the golden rule. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. it's cheesy, but it is the, the thing that mm-hmm. I think everybody should follow yeah. if you can. Mm-hmm. Well, thank awesome. you. Yeah, thank you this so This was a much. really good episode. They it shared really a was. whole bunch with us, and I think it was very interesting, and the people yeah. will love it. Um, I know so. I enjoyed it. It was awesome to hear another mother's perspective. I feel like I hear a lot from my own mom. Yeah. So it's really awesome to hear from you and hear your stories and your journey. I'm so, yeah. so yeah. glad to be here. I'm so proud Aww. of you both. <laughs> Thank this you. This is really fun. And you yeah. guys are so cool. <laughs> You're so awesome <laughs> living in the city and having a great time and just being independent mm-hmm. strong women and uh, i'm just Aww. proud of you both so thank, thank you. you this is fun yeah. well i hope you guys enjoyed this episode and make sure you like comment subscribe on youtube listen on spotify and apple podcasts and just stay positive and have a great week cheers, right. cheers. Let's bring it in for <laughs> in my glass. <laughs> bye, bye. <laughs>